0: This is Real Disciple Podcast 1 here with James. Okay, I'm going to start this off by reading Philippians 1 verse 20. The Bible says, New King James, According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always. So now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell, for I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. And so um, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, and he's in prison, and uh, he's writing to the church that he pioneered in uh, Philippi. And so this is his letter from prison, and he's speaking to them. And he says that, in verse 20, he says, whether by life or by death, Christ will be magnified in my body. And then he goes on to say, um, for me, he says, the way I see things is uh, to live is to live for Christ. To die, I'm going to gain. Uh, and so that's, that's, that's very deep. Yeah. You know, because you, you're thinking, um, you know, to live is Christ. Okay, we get that to die is gain. He says, and the reason why he says that, he says, but if I live on in the flesh, is verse 22, if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. So what he's saying is, if I, if I do live, I'm going to live to labor for Jesus. Yeah. And so that's, that's basically what he's communicating. He's saying, if I live, I'm going to bear fruit, but I'm, I want to live to labor and then he says, but I cannot choose, I cannot tell which one. And 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 he says, I'm hard pressed. So this is very, you know, I mean, you don't hear people usually talking like this, no. saying that, you know, um, I could live or I could die. I don't know which one to pick. Mm. I don't know which one. I don't know whether I want to live. I don't know. And he's not just, you know, he's saying they're both good choices mm. because he's he's basically saying that, you know, it's not like one's a good choice, one's a bad choice. What he's saying is these are two good choices. It's like, do I want the Ferrari? Do I want the Lamborghini? Oh, it's hard mm. to tell. Um, and the reason why he says, you know, to, to, to die is gain, verse 22, he says, for I'm hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart. And that's what he, how he describes death. And to be with Christ, which is far better. And so he sees that when at the end, when he dies, yeah. he's going to go be with Jesus.
1: So just a question, yeah. Pastor. As if there's someone that's a new believer yeah. and they read over this scripture, how would they position themselves towards this scripture? Like Because obviously they're new to the faith. Yeah. So yeah. How would they sort of process this scripture?
0: You know, I think that you know, the reality is, is that whether you're new, whether you're old, truth is truth. Mm. And so it may be shocking Mm. because this is new to you. So anything new is kind of shocking. It's like, oh, my days, I've never really seen this before. But it's comforting that because you've just been, you know, you you haven't been saved. You've been living your life and scared of death. Most people are scared to die. That's like their biggest fear. And then you get saved you give your life to Christ. And then you realize, hold up, let me stop for a moment. I don't have to walk around with this same bondage of fear of death because... Um, I'm going to go be with Jesus. I'm going to go be with Jesus. And whether you got saved today or you've been saved 100 years in a day, you're going to go be with Jesus. I think where this really hits home is maybe the Christian that's been saved a while. Mm. And they're so focused on building their life here because Paul says, you know, if I stay here, he says, I'm not going to stay here and, you know, build my life and, have this and get that and go on holiday. And I'm not saying none those things are wrong, mm. but, but that's not his motivation. That's not his greatest joy. His greatest joy, his motivation, he says, if I live, I live to labor so that it will produce fruit. And that fruit is in verse 24, nevertheless to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. He's saying for the church. Yeah. If I stay, I can edify you. I can pastor you. I can strengthen you. I can encourage you. And so the two para, you know the two things is paul is like if he lives he labors but he does have a desire to die okay and that is the opposite to where uh, you know a lot of people live today isn't it because yeah, they live for themselves mm. listen we're all like this <laughs> we li- you know in our culture we live for ourselves and we're scared to die yeah but paul is saying no and and so this you know, this is uh, this is really, you know, this is how a disciple. This is the goal of a disciple. This is what real discipleship is about, that, you know what, um, I'm living my life. I'm trying to do the best I can. Uh, I've got dreams, aspirations, ambitions, but um, you know what? There's still something in me. I want to be with Jesus. Yeah. I do want to go with Jesus, but it should almost be uh, what's keeping us here. Is it, do you have kingdom ambition? Is Mm. that what's keeping you here? Like, I don't want to die yet because there's more people that need to get saved. There's more things I want to do for Jesus, you know, or is it like my own
1: thing? Sort of life. So how does someone balance sort of things that they want to (laughs) aspire? That's like the the million dollar question and it balance.
0: Yeah. How do we get the balance? Yeah, but go on, go on, go on. Yeah, so basically
1: how would they what you said, learn the balance between sort of kingdom and things that they want to do. So say someone wants to start a business and they realise that it's, it's, I can't say it's drawing them out of a lot of kingdom stuff, but they know that they want to still do things for the kingdom as well. So how do they sort of get the balance of trying to, to I can't say try and get the best in their career. And trying to do the best they can in the kingdom obviously we understand that obviously you have to put the kingdom first, but how do you get the balance mm, good question i I think we've got to be careful
0: we're looking at someone here who's called into the ministry yeah. paul is a pastor, a missionary uh, an apostle. Not everybody's going to travel around the world and start churches mm. so I do think there's a you know we've got to look at this in context uh, I would say that um you know the the old saying is you know you don't you just don't hold on to things too tight uh i, I don't think there's one or the other i think it's how you live your life yeah. so if you're going to start a business start a business and and e- even in that business you can magnify christ yeah. you know you 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 you're trying to earn us you're trying to earn an honest buck as they say mm. so you use that business to glorify jesus in whatever way you can um but i think that the there has to be something about our lives that we are laboring for God. We're we're all servants for God. And so there has to be something in me that, you know what, it cannot just be that I just want to stay here to accomplish temporal goals. I think if that's the case, and there is no aspirations for what Jesus can do here. Mm. I would say every person who is a follower of Christ is a disciple of Christ. They should be a disciple of Christ. We don't use that word disciple, but everybody who follows Christ should be a disciple of Christ. And so that's kind of what we want to deal with and talk about what, what, you know, what's a real disciple in 2018. But I think um, every single follower of Jesus who is a disciple has two Goals Two purposes to their life, and one is to share the gospel yeah. every, whether you 're a pastor, whether you are a um, it manager, whether you 're in graphic design, yeah. whether you're just a stay at home mom, it doesn 't matter um, you know both, every single one of us have a responsibility to share christ. Yeah. A moral responsibility. If we believe what the Bible says is that without Christ, people will die and go into a godless eternity, hell, mm. for all eternity. If you believe that and you have the cure, then you should be telling everybody you can. You know, you should be looking for the most effective ways to communicate the gospel yeah. uh, any way you can. And I think the second uh purpose that every Christian, every follower of Christ has is to encourage other Christians, to encourage the brethren, you know, um, the Bible says in, uh, you know, Hebrews about not forsaking the gathering together. And we've read that many times, but what it's talking, and and it says in there, you know, not forsaking as some are, but when you come together, encourage one another, I'm paraphrasing it, you know, um, but you know, that, that really is the goal. It's not just that you just turn up to church, um, but that you're actually, you know, uh, doing something to encourage others. You're encouraging others to, and and, and so, so those two things. Whether you're a businessman or a stay-at-home mother, you should have those two purposes yeah. in your life because that's that's all you're going to take with you. That's all you're going to take with you. That's all any of us are going to take with us. Not my. My money or my car or those things there, they're not wrong. We're not saying those things are wrong. Mm. Uh, Like I said in the leaders meeting we had today, you've got to find the balance. And so, so many people go to the one end or the other end. I can't have any, you know, I'm not going to have any money. I'm just going to give everything away. I'm going to, you know, make my own clothes, live on a mountain, drinking goat (laughs) juice, goat milk. And, you know, I'm totally disconnected. I'm off the grid and I'm so holy. Yeah. Um, and the other side of it is that you know you get this kind of like uh, everything to do with the kingdom is about making money and business and, and all of those things there both balances are a uh, you know they're just off both sorry both of those two things they're, they're, they're just unbalanced we've got to get the balance we've got to get the balance otherwise you, you know without money how are we going to reach the world that's true how do we do this beautiful podcast yes, you need money. without money these mics they didn't just flow into the uh apple and not donating uh laptops to the church yet Nope. if they want to um we're up for it yeah <laughs> okay so how does that what i've read today how does that stand out to you um
1: about what how paul is i think it's understanding the like the purpose of your life especially Being someone that's saved for about eight to nine years now, it's understanding your purpose and understanding that, as what we was talking about today, it's almost like you're not, like as you live in this world. Obviously, you obviously need to work in these things, but we have to labor to see more souls saved, and to invest in people as well. Because when when you understand that God is called every single one of us to do something. It's not when people say, okay, I don't know what to do or I don't have a talent, but God has called us to, to win the lost. Mm. So we have to kind of, Paul talks about there, he labours, that it sort of signifies to me that you need, in anything that we're gonna do for, for God, you need to strive. It's gonna take some sweat. And I think, as we've, this is not like the first time I've heard the scripture, but it's, it's very potent, something that we need to remind ourselves weekly or every day more so are we striving to see people mature basically matured in christ because this is something that we've all been called to do and i think it helps you to understand that it kind of sets within you when when you when you die you know where you're going and you know who you're going to be with but Uh as we're here we need to do all that we can to to see others saved and yeah i think this this when I used to read this scripture, I know many people always say it, but I didn't see it like that. So I think it's kind of set in stone that it's almost like you know where you're going, but you know what you need to do. So you've got a purpose. Yeah.
0: I think, um, I'll pick up on what you said there. I think it's interesting because we do, we, you know, we live in the world. We're not in the spirit. You know, we yeah. walk in the spirit, but we live in the world. Yeah. And so as you go through the world, you can be, Distracted, yeah. There's all these distractions, especially here in London. You know, what I mean, there's, <laughs> there's all these distractions, yeah. And, um, I think that this is why you've got to be involved in the church. This yeah. is why I think the church is so important. This is where the church really comes into its essence is that if you find a church that is talking about discipleship, yeah. that if you find somewhere which is, um, doing evangelism when you find somewhere that is calling people to be in ministry yeah. it helps you to do what your purpose is see the church is not giving you the purpose god you know it's not yeah. like potter's house wandsworth is giving the purpose we didn't invent the purpose yeah. the purpose is already there you follow jesus and you do what he does you do what he says so you're sharing the gospel and you're encouraging uh, the brethren. yeah and so, But you're finding a church that facilitates, that helps you do what you're supposed to do. So you find the church and then you're so grateful mm. rather than, oh, the church is making me do it. The church, well, you should be doing it anyway. So <laughs> if you're a disciple, you should be doing it anyway. I've got to evangelize. That's my purpose. I get up. Have I tried to spread the gospel today? Have I tried to encourage someone today? Text or come to church and encourage people? Yeah. Uh, and then once you realize that that is your purpose, you, you, you're now in a church that's doing that. You've, you're so grateful that okay. the church is doing it because when you start to feel slack and you just want to, you know, whatever, the you come to church, you get, you know, stirred up again, get, yeah. go to the altar, forgive me, you know. And so that's, that's, the, that's the blessing of church. Definitely, I would agree. That's the blessing of church.